The Blokebusters podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blokebusters podcast. Welcome to episode 87 of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Paul. And today we have joining us pop culture curator, uh, co-host of the absolutely brilliant podcast, Talk Amongst Ourselves, and a fantastic friend of the pod, Killing Griffin. Hey guys, great to be back. Yeah, the, um, I think, like, honorary Blokebuster status, almost. Like, yeah, you're right. Fourth, fourth uh, appearance, I believe. I, yes, actually. <laughs> yes, if you split the one upside in half, yes. Well, uh, Beyond, Star Trek Beyond, let's count them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, I think we film did Spotlight, Spotlight, Black mm-hmm. Mirror. Black Mirror and, yeah, and Black and, Mirror, yes. So, yeah, yeah, if we count that as one, then yes, this is the fourth, if we count it as two, this is the fifth. So, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, Either way, you're, first. like, four oh ahead God. of anyone else. <laughs> wow, am I, like... <laughs> The Blockbusters Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah I think so. You yeah. are you are officially either recurring or returning, depending mm-hmm. on uh, <laughs> how well, depending on how well this goes. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> so uh, today, of course, as the title of this episode may reflect, we are discussing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah. how did you get into this? <laughs> I would say, do, do pardon puns that will definitely come up uh, in this. <laughs> One because L is just doing well, it. Yeah, <laughs> so, by the years. And yeah, first and foremost, let's just get all the pluggy stuff out of the way. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blokebusters. You can email us blokebusterpodcast.gmail.com. And we have the website blokebusters.web.com, which should be up to date. Anyone that's been listening to these in order knows just how terrible I am at that. And or may as well go straight to. Colleen as well, since get, get it out of the way at the beginning. How can people get a hold of you and, uh, or your podcast? Uh, there are a few different ways. You can uh, contact me directly on Twitter. Um, I am at uh, K-E-L-T-O-L-E-A-N, Keltoline. Uh, and then um, you can also uh, find me uh, at T-A-O underscore podcast for my Talk Amongst Ourselves podcast. I uh, I am also on the wonderful Soiled Restroom Cinema um, at Signals of Fury. Uh, And uh, you can find both of those podcasts on iTunes and Google Play. And uh, Talk Amongst Ourselves is also on uh, Stitcher. Good for you guys. I think we're on there too, possibly. I I haven't bothered checking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to give an unbiased view, but I strongly recommend both podcasts. But definitely Talk Amongst Ourselves. It is. But I Fun, need to get times. a hold of Honor at some point and ask him why it's Signals of Fury. Because I I've actually have been that. thinking that more myself lately. <laughs> I've never asked him that question. I am going on two years of being on the podcast. I've never asked him why Signals of Fury. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the website Signals of Fury, the Twitter Signals of Fury, and that yeah. is not the name of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but um, and guys, it's gotta uh, be a gamer tag. <laughs> and talk amongst ourselves is uh, basically. A podcast primarily devoted to Saturday Night Live and recaps of the show, but we also do um, 
coverage of good TV, our favorite TV um, of all genres. We take suggestions, and we'll be doing a lot more of that this summer. And uh, Soiled Restroom Cinema, um, our podcast covering the worst movies you've ever and never heard of. Yes, uh, d- yeah. definitely more recent ones or more mm-hmm. in the public eye recently. Yeah. yeah, most recent episode I believe is Yoga Hosers. At the moment, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably not when this episode Trust me, you'll have much, uh, much better time listening to the podcast than you will watching yeah, this uh, particular movie. Yeah, it's currently free on Netflix, but they really should pay you to watch <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> it's not a fair exchange. Yeah, they give you a month free. <laughs> <laughs> no, you definitely should get your monthly uh, payment yeah. off. That, yeah, yeah speak, guys. <laughs> speaking of uh, free on Netflix, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is currently free on Netflix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do not know by the time this airs if it will be taken off because you know Netflix. As soon as yeah. you find something cool, it's gone. Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I just managed that. I just got in at the end there. I managed to yeah. watch it all before it went. Yeah, I, I knew there was a reason I bought the seasons early on Amazon. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, I still don't forgive you for that Netflix. We did we need that much more money for like Laura Prepon on Orange Is the New Black? No. Nope. <laughs> oh, sorry, nope. Not, sorry, Taylor Schilling. I met her before. She's very nice. Well, I met her in New York City. Actually, yeah. I met her in Columbus. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, so who framed Roger? Rabbit? Yes, <laughs> the question of the day. Yes. Uh, yeah, this actually came about because while recording the Sword Western Cinema episode about yoga hoses, uh, I mentioned Who Framed Roger Rabbit for some reason. I still don't remember why. I don't either. <laughs> I'm sure you were in a fever state from having talked about that yeah, awful I, film. I, I genuinely can't remember. No one would fault you for anything. But yes, I, I mentioned it and then Colleen said, oh, I'd love to talk to you guys about that. Yeah. we're talking about it, so... That's There's the magic, folks. <laughs> that's how it happened. That's, that is, and that's exactly. how podcasting happens. Yes. What well, happened was... Um, <laughs> 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 okay. uh, Alright, so I guess the biggest question is, and probably something we really should have thought about before we hit record, is uh, well. where do we start? Uh, at the beginning. Um, <laughs> well, I think... Christopher Lloyd tangent. I can go either way. Go ahead, Kelly. What are you going to say? Well, no. Um, start out about like I think we should talk about what our first experiences were like when we saw it for the first time. Each of us. It came out, guys, in 1988. Yeah. Meaning, uh, depending on the date, I was either six or seven. I think I was seven because I don't imagine my mother would have been. Or like I, I still think like it's one of those things that you rewatch now and go, whoa. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of woes. My mom really trusted my judgment not to take the wrong message away from this. Um, Especially on VHS. As did mine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing the making of, I believe it maybe it was on the Disney Channel. I can't remember if it was on a major network or the Disney Channel. And I was just, I just thought it was awesome because it was combining like all my favorite cartoons into one movie. And I was like, oh, this just looks so cool. And they even showed the behind the scenes about how they did, you know, they merged animation with live acting. And it was really groundbreaking technology at the time. Yeah. Very much I mean, so. it's kind, it's kind yeah. of commonplace now, but. Yeah, you're um, talking almost 30 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yes. yes, I mean, when this film came out, I was either you were, just did you under exist? a year oh, okay. old, or just over a year old, okay. depending on if it came So out what were your thoughts at the time? <laughs> at the time, my thoughts were probably along the lines of, yeah, yeah. But, uh, that had nothing to do with okay. the film. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think the first time I ever saw this, I was probably about 12 or something. I'm sure it was just shown on TV, mm. and I thought... It was fantastic. I mean, I was definitely the right age to see most of this film. And then also, because of just the way that I am, I was actually fine with all of the film. Like, I just, I've always been very detached from films. When I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I saw this film and it really influenced me. I don't have that period. But, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm that way too, in that, like, if I watched if I watched something at a certain age, like my brain just like let that completely fly by. <laughs> like I didn't see anything, and I go, "Oh, what? That's what sex is?" No, it didn't. Like it didn't register on my consciousness if yeah. it if I was too young for it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, which um, is my main argument now that to like parents, even though I'm not one that like. You know, they're going to get the joke or they're not, and you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The subtext is going to fly right under. Yeah, I mean, this film is definitely one of those things where, let's say you're the parent of a nine-year-old, and you're like, should they watch this film? Watch it yourself and make that decision, <laughs> because... Um, it's, but see, if I watched it now, I'd be like, I don't know. I... Like, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like even... Uh, and I... Even, like, my friends that I, this was back when I was going to Catholic school too although my Catholic school friends were more liberal than a lot of my public or like more you know exposed to stuff than a lot of my public school friends actually um, when I was older um, even the more conservative parents let their kids watch this movie because they're like they're gonna see it for the funny cartoon aspect they're not gonna read into it in a way that's gonna like influence them or traumatize them yeah, I, I think most people, like younger people watching this, see this entirely as just Eddie and Roger. That's all they well, see in this film. Except, except Christopher Lloyd scared the ever living fuck out of me. Yes. Uh-huh. I, 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 I covered my eyes well into like my mid 20s. At <laughs> Christopher Lloyd into the, in this movie. And I'm still like, I'm still terrified of him in this uh, movie. My yeah, like, God. He, like, um, what is it, Doom, and I'm blanking on the character name right now, but the face-melty guy from Raiders, like, they got convoluted in my young brain, and I made them, like, one, and I was terrified of that image. See, I feel, I feel, I feel like, um... I don't know how it came about, but I'm like... I just... I love the idea of... Oh, like, like I guess part of him melting, spoilers, sorry, Roger Rabbit spoilers, and then, like, I, I, face melting, oh, some, no, some sort of connection that, with no, me. No, that wasn't, that wasn't the scariest part for me. No, no. I, just, yeah. I love the idea now of going back and watching Doom and... what No, Ark, sorry. And mm. what happens is the face melting starts, but cartoon eyes just start bugging out. I'm sorry, when his, when his fake eyeballs popped out and yeah. he had these crazy eyes, I, I mean, that was like the scary one. Of, like <laughs> that did scar me a little bit. I'll be a little bit. That 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 scarred me. Oh no, yeah, that, that third so act. Yeah, I was definitely uh, not on board for like. I, I, like, not, I, was, yeah. I was, 
it seriously until I was in early adulthood. I would like either close, like look away or leave the room when that part was on. <laughs> I mean, that's again, He's I don't pretty know, terrified. Yeah, I don't know if it's just mm-hmm. the, the way I am or something, but like that stuff, it doesn't bother mm-hmm. me at all. In fact, I love that they went that way with it, like, even back then. Oh, I do too. I appreciate it, but it's mm-hmm. fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still, I. Like, I still have never been scared watching a film. It, I want to be, yeah. but it's never. Oh my happened. gosh! So you're like Louise Belcher. I guess, yeah. <laughs> like whatever. Um, I just appreciate. Oh, that's really cool! Like a knife going straight through the eye, like you got the blood. Quite right. that's <laughs> you're great. just analytical, yeah. <laughs> to that point, I don't know if either of you know that. Uh, as far as Doom being scary, do you know that mm-hmm. Tim Curry did not get the role for that very reason? Because His performance so was too terrifying. Yeah. I, oh my god. I which I imagine. need to see that performance. I, I, oh I, my gosh. I can't even. Do you think, oh. I know. Do you think that he, might have ruined me on for Tim Curry forever? Was he and, true? I, I love him. So was he yeah. coming straight off of it and then going into what this? Year was like, just, I don't know. He was just doing Pennywise, the, the cartoon. Mm. Like, Guys, no, no this was prior to it. It was 1990. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, well, maybe he was like, "Oh, too scary for that." I'll find something I can use it in then. Yeah, but yeah, Christopher Lloyd's performance—it was like scared the shit it out was, of me. And that's why I—I I mentioned earlier. Uh, okay, how do you guys feel about uh, it's reboot city right now, and it's been yeah. almost thirty years. So, how would you feel about a sequel or a reboot to this movie? Well, you are the first. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I actually listened to a podcast called uh, Beyond the Box Set, which actually just sent us <laughs> something before we started because I, I put something out. So they they said that they covered this recently. Uh, the person running the Twitter said they saw it as a child and loved it, but the co-host saw it for the first time as an adult and found it irritating. So there's that, and I, I actually. <clears throat> put forward an idea for a sequel to this film, which is that Valiant's gone missing and so Roger has to be the detective. And so he's running around, you know, Toontown and all that, like just trying to find him, finding finding these little clues and just going down, you know, rabbit hole, but I'm trying to find this guy. And then at the very end, he still can't find him. So he, he runs off to find another clue and you, the camera zooms in on a note on the table from Valiant to Roger explaining that he's gone on holiday. Like, Which I uh, love. I love yeah. that. Especially, but, like, we need some sort of thing that's obviously going to be a tribute yeah, to the yes. late, great uh, Bob Hoskins. Uh, yeah, uh, although, uh, well, before we go... <laughs> the question, further, Senator, was... I am practicing for town halls. You yes. do not get out. <laughs> yes, go ahead, then, do you want to see a reboot? Um, Not a sequel. Or see? Well, no. Or, I said are you are you opening up? Um, I'm, I'm, excuse me, my um, esteemed colleague. I said a reboot or sequel. Oh, she did. Uh, Face. But I will say I would, given how long it's so been, sorry. yeah, and given advances in technology and also new cartoon characters and stuff like that, I would be willing to. To entertain a reboot idea, as long as it was a like a reboot, but not the same story, like right. so sort of different, like maybe the same characters, 
but it's not Judge Doom, and it's not mm. uh, like Toontown being destroyed. It's some other thing that's going on. Well, like, and they have they have such a larger scope to work with. If I might, I haven't. It's not okay. Never mind. I'll wait for my turn to answer. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're fine. Um, so I guess my answer kind of hinges entirely on how the casting would go. Yes. Like, I only want to see if it, they get the right people in there. And right. I'm trying to think. I don't know who those would be. It, it has to be. Charles oh, I do. You know, who, you know who inevitably this will largely involve. Who would that be? I mean, this was a, this movie was a trailblazer for him. It's Seth MacFarlane. Oh. As... And another one, H. John Benjamin has to be heavily involved. <laughs> Yeah, Bob, Bob. Just, just, just Bob, doing his Bob Archer, 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 yeah. Archer yeah. Bob. Like, Archer, there's so yeah. much in an expanded universe in case, in terms of like more adult oriented animation. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, it has to be Archer thinking he's Bob in this. Like, <laughs> oh, I loved that. That was that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. Look it up, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other main hurdle is like the the licensing of whatever characters. Would yeah, be I now. I think if we're throwing around the idea of a reboot, let's just assume that the licensing is there. Okay, let, yeah, because well, that's yeah, never going we, to happen. If we can get so if we can get Sony and Marvel Studios to make nice for the Spider-Man movie, hope like it looks like the Spider-Man movie we all deserve. Yeah, that's going to be coming out. Not, not I I have hope that we're gonna. I know I probably just jinxed it. But um, I think maybe we might be able to work this out. Yeah, I mean, I, I it, think it could happen, especially since, obviously, with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, there were like, strict guidelines on how yes, they appeared. The, it was like politician-level screen time. Like, <laughs> yeah, and basically, whenever uh, any Disney character was on screen, the Warner Brothers yeah. had to also be on That's screen. why you see them paired up yeah. in the film. Yeah, so. Well, I have. I actually had thoughts about uh, one key scene. Uh, we'll about go that. Ahead. Oh no, no, no! We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, well. In a bit, but uh, yeah, I think that more than ever, there is an audience for this movie because I didn't realize how much of a hit this. I mean, it was it was something we were all talking about. Like it, this this actually remained in the um, is something that was relevant for a few years afterwards. Because I remember my friends and I like making jokes like for a few years about this movie and kids having, you know, like Roger Rabbit themed stuff for a few years after this movie came out. But I always wondered, was this movie actually kind of a bomb? Like kind of how we thought Hook was an amazing movie, but it turned out it was actually like critically like panned and everything. No, no pun intended. Um, (laughs) But... This movie made back over twice its budget. Uh, made, made back a bit more than that. Well, uh, worldwide, it, yeah. Yeah, I was, well. I, I was very surprised at that, and actually happily surprised at that. Yeah. Um, but, because I thought, you know what, if this movie bombed, it was a great movie that actually holds up extremely well, but I can understand why it would have bombed, because, like, who, what audience is this intended for? Um, Thank you, yes, that... You hit on a question that I asked myself many times. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I love this movie, but who is it for? But now the landscape of animation has changed to the point where, like, I, I this movie really was a trailblazer. Like, to show that you can make animation appealing to adults. This was the year before The Simpsons debuted. Hmm. 
So, I mean, I don't yep, I think yeah, the Simpsons, right. was, Simpsons was, obvi- was obviously already in development uh, because it had already been on the Tracy Ullman show. Um, but I think uh, this was encouraging to them to maybe greenlight it. Uh, and I think we there's such an audience now with Adult Swim and Fox, uh, Son of Zorn notwithstanding, um, that... If you did a reboot or sequel of this, it would be it had it has the potential to be incredibly successful. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, it's yeah, if I it gets agree. in the right hands. Yeah, I, well, let I mean I let's so. let's see. I've got the list here of all of the people that were also like obviously you mentioned Tim Curry was mm-hmm. originally up for oh Jackson. do you have the, who was originally the they originally wanted for Eddie Italian and who was also oh it's so sad who they wanted for Eddie yeah yeah so like see if and see if you think if we swap someone out for this person if you think it would have done as well so instead of Bob Hoskins they were looking into Harrison Ford who was asking for too much money Bill Murray, yes, that's who uh, apparently because of his voicemail. Yeah, he was unreachable, he for, was unreachable from for his. Uh, hot oh, wait, put yeah. him, no, put him in the reboot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I kind of did that. And, and who had said he definitely would have done it if yeah. they had been yeah, able to reach him. Yeah, apparently, he and was... he's shown he can do it. He was in Hello Space Jam. Yeah, and they're I'd... already going to redo Space Jam, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I'm yeah. sure we'll get onto that at a later point in time. <laughs> Uh, Eddie Murphy turned it down. Yeah. And then also Chevy Chase, Robert Redford, Jack Nicholson, Sylvester Stallone, Wallace Shawn, Ed Harris, Charles Grodin, and uh, Dom Lane. I, the one that stands out for me there is Wallace Shawn. I would have, I'd <laughs> like to see that before. Us. I, I mean, that, yeah. that would have been cool, oh. but I think he would have been too... Too Princess Brady? Animated. Oh, okay. no, he, <laughs> he, no, he would have been a good, like, the studio head. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, maroon or yeah. Yeah. maroon. Yeah, yeah. he would have been a great maroon. Although, although I, I now can no longer see him as and like any time I picture Wallace Shawn in something, it's just the inconceivable. <laughs> just the meme. <laughs> He's just a meme. You know what? Okay, and, and not to bring up a painful subject, but okay, it's the show, not the person. I always loved his character on the Cosby Show. He was the recently divorced dad who was always trying to figure out ways to like get back out there, I, and he I had a terrible. Don't up. remember him at all. Oh, and he he came he came over like with a terrible toupee and was like, look at I'm gonna get all the ladies now. Isn't it great? Uh, okay, now I kind of want to rewatch the company show. Just I'll send you, I'll send I'll send you my sealed DVDs that my mom bought me right before all this broke. <laughs> my, my mom, bless her heart. I because I loved I love the Cosby show. I would record like I would set the VCR to record while I was at school so I could watch it like after I got home. Like for it was like my 29th birthday or something. She got me the whole series set on DVD. It wasn't even in production anymore. She had to get it on eBay. And the whole series. Um, I would say like all but two seasons are still in the cellophane. Because I just, I can't. Such a, I yeah, can't bring can't. it. <laughs> I mean, it's. I, I can't it's a tough dis- my, Yeah. I well, took my dad to see him for Father's Day. Oh my God. Well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but, 
to kind of bring it back to villain, <laughs> yeah. as it were. So, how about so the alternate actors for... so good at bringing the mood down, what can I say? <laughs> how about the alternate actors for Doom, other than Tim Curry, obviously? Um, so the Sting oh, yeah. was up for it. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, uh, Eddie Deason, Roddy McDowell, mm-hmm. John Cleese. Oh. Yes. And also, someone else who would have been fantastic, mm-hmm. Christopher Lee. Yeah. <gasps> Could he, you imagine a gravelly no, he voice? Would, he would have been way too Dude. scary. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I think Christopher Lee and then turning into Christopher Lloyd when he becomes a cartoon. Right? Oh, he would have been way too scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that would have scared me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you needed, needed any more of a tip off that this guy was the bad guy, like just Christopher Lee playing. Oh, yeah. I know who the villain is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's Good another point. reason they need to hurry up and make a, either a sequel or a reboot. They need to do it with Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Maybe it would be. Um, I, so, oh, do, do they did, ever name the uh, like the cartoon? They they never find out who he is. So I think it should be it should be that guy's brother. And <laughs> it just is Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, but, um, or they have him, like, Lloyd is in it, and everyone thinks he's a bad guy, but he actually isn't. Yeah. He's, he's the good one. <laughs> so what, instead of, like, when his eyes pop out, he has, like, star eyes, instead of, like, the crazy psycho spelling yeah, like, eyes? He, yeah, he actually just has, like, the puppy dog eyes. Just... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just the he's just the Snapchat filter. <laughs> yeah. He, he's actually dopey. Like, he's the dopey dwarf. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean that that could be an interesting villain. It's the dwarves just stacked on top of each other, and they've just had enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, well, let's. Yeah, I don't yes, know. Steer, uh, the, steer this somewhere back to. I, guess, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, oh, we yeah. need to get back to the beginning of this movie because I have something to bring up. Oh, um, okay. Okay, Something's so cooking? the beginning, okay. beginning of this movie is almost kind of like uh, the a Pixar short. Because it's supposed to be like it looks like kind of like a Warner Brothers cartoon, and it is um, a Roger Rabbit and uh, Herman. Baby Herman cartoon. Have, have, well, uh, again, before we get into this, I'm trying not to stand it too much. Have you seen any of the actual shorts that they made? Yes, I did. I have. Yeah, because um, where I work uh, during the the lunch time for the kids that I'm working with. They have VHSs in the room, and one of them is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, I was going to say, it's before Honey, I Shrunk. I knew that. And and it's Tummy Trouble. I have seen Tummy Trouble about 50 times at this point, and it never gets old. (laughs) You never get any Tummy Trouble. (laughs) It's it's crazy that I knew that that came before Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. (laughs) It's not crazy at all. Yeah, thanks. Um, so this was basically the precursor to the Pixar shorts before movies. Yeah. Kind of. Much. And yeah, it, it, it's so well done. Like, cause the, it's such a great way to set up tunes in the real world because right. it's like you're seeing all this and, and then they, they answer the question before you ever ask it, which is, well, if the cartoons are real, how do they make it? Like, how do they make these shorts? It's like, it's a set. Like, yeah. it's, it's all so, so, yeah, so eventually Roger Rabbit gets a refrigerator uh, slammed on his head, and he's got little twee birds uh, flying around, you know, like starry-eyed twee birds uh, going around his head, and they go, cat! 
<laughs> and all of a sudden the baby goes, God damn it, what was wrong with that take? <laughs> he starts talking like he starts a good going all Christian Bale. Yeah. Or start, no, he starts talking like a good fella, basically. Yeah. Um, to, to be perfectly honest, uh, with, before I looked it up, I was convinced that the baby was voiced by Danny DeVito. Like, <laughs> I mean, they could have just gotten Danny DeVito. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God, hey, hey, the sequel. <laughs> there you go. Just yeah. Danny DeVito in hey, a carriage. We're writing, yeah. we're writing this as we're going along. Hey, lady. Um, yeah. White lady. But, but apparently, and then the human director comes up to him and like screams at Roger for getting the line wrong because he's not supposed to have little birdies going around his head. Was it supposed to be stars? Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be stars. Okay. And you find out that this baby is like a foul-mouthed, like, middle-aged mob boss-sounding man. And my question, did Seth MacFarlane kind of sort of rip off this character for Baby Stewie? That's a good question. It's it's actually... I mean, reverse engineering that, it's hard not to see. In a sentence, I never thought I'd say... Stewie's kind of a toned-down version. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he's less of a creep. I'll give you yeah, that. He yeah, he's a smarter version. Yeah, but he's a creep. He, no, he's as much of a creep. He's just a oh. creep in a different way. I, yeah, it's, okay, yeah. It's like, it's like a combination of this character and Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> like a calculating baby mm-hmm. woman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very methodical. Mm. Or like a combination of this Hannibal and a Bond villain. But I feel like this was like the impetus. Like, why don't I make a creepy baby? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, oh, a baby who talks like an adult. Ha! Huh, hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. Should we jump ahead to one of his most problematic lines? Or not? Oh my you know, god! Why not? Go ahead. Uh, the yeah, the one. Oh, the, what about the baby penis? Yeah. So yeah, he. What does he say? He's like, oh, oh he's got a fifty-year-old lust and a three-year-old lust and a three-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is a movie, mom. Thanks, mom, for letting me watch this. I know. Movie. I was like, I was like, oh no, I don't think my mom watched this whole thing with me. And do you know, like. Right back to that, like, uh, the short, and then him walking off set, he totally, like, creeps and, like, looks up at that woman's oh, dress. Oh, yeah, like, well, like, they make it seem, like, sort of accidental. He was like, eh, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's like a baby Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Do alive! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is! He, yeah. <laughs> he actually okay. kind of looks like Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> um, you know... Yeah, I can see it. I was considering cutting that out, and now I'm not going to. <laughs> no, never. But yeah, I, well, I think we, we definitely need to go into then the animation mixed with the live action. Done so much better in this film than pretty much any film past it. Oh my like, god, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, why they did they were... go back to this method? Yeah, I'm, yeah, like, they... even say Monkey Bones, so Space great. Jam, like, oh, they, that's so much worse. Yeah. I, I don't understand how we went back like okay i know we talk about a lot of movies that haven't aged well this one holds up so well it doesn't feel dated i was so interested to see if it would and i'm like that was one of the things i was looking for for that tune and real live person like interaction and especially with the physical world objects yeah (laughs) and they went to extensive lengths to make that look great yeah and i mean one thing i was really really happy about when i rewatch this is that it's set 
in the is it the 40s or the 50s? Whichever one I think the 40s, late 40s, so like set in the 40s. War. So we don't have that, yeah, you know, like we have in some films where we watch now. Going back then, we don't have that technology that was new and brand like computers. Oh, we must mm -hmm. have fancy computers on here. Like we're not even dealing with that sort of stuff. It is just like just the humans. But there, but there is a theme of like automation and technology in this movie. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> And this movie is actually, this movie's low key brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I was so yeah utterly pleased with like I'm like, I was thinking uh, you know it's not gonna be as good it'll be all right and you know I was a dumb kid but no I was so <laughs> happy with it. Yeah, I, really well done and and so many ways of getting things across technically in a clean way that once you're old enough to understand is actually brilliantly done and for instance the whole patty cake oh the, my the whole god. patty cake thing oh my god and such the, a great the, misdirect the, seriously, <laughs> uh, seriously and like the analogy of sex yeah. um, did you guys ever watch Rocco's Modern Life that was on Nickelodeon yep uh, yeah <laughs> okay remember the toads that live next door yes they were the horniest people you'd ever seen in your life and they like they would have like role play in the bedroom and it was like oh so inappropriate, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't technically sex, and that yeah. was kind of like this with the patty cake. Yeah, well, and of course, even just Rocco, he worked as a phone sex operator. Yeah, <laughs> like that—that that, that was his job. They just never said that. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, I found—I uh, I just while we were talking because I had to—I found the behind-the-scenes uh, documentary. Of uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, that and and that especially with the technology that shows you how they did the tune live action stuff. So I will send that to you guys. Oh, okay. um, awesome! Because uh, and it's totally worth watching. Anybody who like that's what made me want to watch the movie so much because it looks so fascinating about yeah, how they made. I read it. some of the things about it, like the music, you know, puppeteering, and then other like just what just machinery and like other kind of like just physical props to yeah. and then just animating over and yeah like the penguins yeah. holding the trays in yeah. the in the club yeah i mean it's, uh, yeah it's just there's so many things in this film where but yeah you know, let's say let's take space jam as an example so someone is either interacting with this character or whatever and it's very clear that they're like okay i'm holding my hand in this exact position and then i've got to move this thing that isn't actually here and pop it over mm -hmm. here and what you're seeing is just okay this is roughly what it's going to be and then we'll draw it in later whereas in this it genuinely looked like they are physically handling cartoon objects slash characters and yeah yeah, and it shows, like, the mechanical effects people. I mean, this is before, this was, like, what you're seeing right now, this is the precursor to, like, the, you know, the green man bodysuits with the ping pong balls. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating to see, like, maybe they should, like, incorporate, it's almost like practical effects CGI. Yeah. yeah. And, and please tell me in the documentary, I've, I'd read this before, I'm glad I just saw it again while we were doing this, 
Please tell me that they show Charles Flesher on set in that documentary because he, oh, he was dressed. He yeah. insisted on wearing a Roger Rabbit costume while on set. Oh, I don't know if they do. I honestly, I don't know because I'd have to. Watch, I had to rewatch the whole thing. It's like over a half an hour long. Yeah, and it's just like just that so, amount of detail. <laughs> no, you could and you could see like the devotion that was put into this project. And it really should be celebrated more than it is because that's the thing. I wasn't even sure if it was a success. Like as much as I loved it, I wasn't even sure if it was completely like financially successful. It's really like a crime how underrated this movie is. Like James Cameron, maybe study this movie before you make your Avatar sequels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I have gone on record as saying that I see Avatar as a tech demo. So, like, yeah, they didn't care too much about the actual Yeah, it's a of display space. of what the technology can do. Yeah, oh my like, god, that, just that created movie. this. Look at it. Mm. I, well, that's the thing. I didn't watch 3D movies for a while after I saw Avatar because I got such a massive head. I got like almost a migraine level headache after about a half an hour after I got out of that movie. Oh, really? Because of it, it was like an onslaught. Yeah. Well, it wasn't nuanced enough. <laughs> Maybe there was an unobtainium deposit. In the theater that was bothering, you know, interfering. <laughs> I think Brian's a bit annoyed about Avatar. <laughs> oh, no, I, like... I let out a literal "fuck you" when they said "out of the No, that movie does not hold up. You want to talk? <laughs> yeah, let's have another podcast about Avatar. <laughs> Please, yeah. I, you know, I don't think it will be quite as good as this one. Well, oh, I mean, but I still want to do it. Like, It'll be great. Sam Worthington? How about Sam Nothington? Because he's done nothing significant yeah. after Avatar. Well, uh, no. I'm Sorry, not I'm just a hey, <laughs> Just keeping it real. Yeah. I was going to say That's a joke, but it's just a sad joke. So I'm not even going to fucking say it. Didn't quite work. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, we basically said nothing about this film. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't feel like. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I know we've got so many things. We, we don't need to really like lay out plot or anything. Like people have seen no. this movie, well, or they haven't. Yeah, I mean, it, it, basically, like uh, somebody's been killed. They have to figure out who it is. They think it's Roger Rabbit. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, they, <laughs> there you they, go. They think. Well, and uh, okay, Bob Hoskins pro- plays an alcoholic private eye who <laughs> is absolutely against working with tunes, and you don't know why. And it For turns out sorry. his brother, who was his partner, was killed by a tune so mm-hmm. he is like a tune bigot yes and, <laughs> yes. and the most prejudice allegory <laughs> yes well i want to talk about bigotry like the ape who was the uh or gorilla who was the mm. bouncer at the club that was yeah that was a little bit problematic yeah like the well like did you notice like all the only the like tunes could work or perform in the club they couldn't be customers which is a direct tie to uh segregation yeah but, yeah and speakeasies yeah. and stuff like yeah. that yeah mm-hmm. and jazz clubs yeah. and that actually i wanted to get into that uh part where um finally um valiant agrees to take on the case and he goes to the club and it is um donald duck and daffy duck reenacting the legendary bugs bunny uh daffy duck piano duel and uh are you going to mention the possible controversy around what he might possibly have said in that scene well which part um well i had to tiptoe around this bit 
there is a point in that scene where, and I believe it's Donald Duck, because he's the one that basically goes, wah, wah, wah. Um, yeah. he says something, and a lot of people were firmly of the opinion that he utters a word which is derogatory towards black people. What? Yep. That is there a, anything to this? Or is this like, nope, okay. Nope. Like, he doesn't say it at all. This isn't like Little Mermaid Boner or. He says something quickly in an almost impossible to understand voice. Mm. And people. So racists heard what they wanted to hear. People heard what they wanted to hear. So. Yeah. So, well, yeah. It, here, here's what. Um, I mean, that's interesting because I feel like. Um, Donald Duck looks like Donald Duck from the cartoons. Yep. Um, whereas Daffy looks a little off. He a doesn't. Daffy. No, he he <laughs> looks like, he. It looks like he wasn't drawn by Warner Brothers animators, or he there it was like like some sort of mashup of the older version of Daffy Duck. You got the modern version of Donald Duck, but the older version of Daffy Duck. Yeah. I, f- and- I feel like what they might have done there is because like Donald kind of acts a, a certain way and has like a real solidity to him, whereas Daffy Duck very much doesn't have that in the old cartoon. So I think they were trying to adapt to make him a little more like Donald Duck, and maybe it just didn't work in that scene. Well, yeah. well but I, I I don't understand why they wouldn't have gone with the most recent version of Daffy because that's the most recognizable version of him. And I just thought that was odd. Like he looked like, you know, how like uh North Korea would have like Disney characters and their like <laughs> Kim Jong il un like parade. <laughs> they were like the demented generic versions. That's <laughs> kinda like what Daffy Duck looked like. Like that. Morty Mouse or <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like Doofy Duck. <laughs> yeah. But um uh, again slight tangent. Have you heard I think it's World of Gumball. Have you heard, like, the Chinese have literally taken shot for shot that show and done it, like, with a different, slightly different cartoon style, changed the names, kept all the plots, and, like, that's a show over there. And they they did a... When the producers of the show found that out, they did an episode where these people found out that was happening and went there and basically beat them all up. Like, that was oh, that episode. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of weird, but... yeah. Um, I would have mentioned Betty Boop if I could, because oh uh, yes, I wanted that to was a great camera. Go ahead. Yeah, so this I love that they were able to get the original voice mm-hmm. for Betty Boop. I'm gonna clean correct me on the last name if you if you know it, but May Questel. Mm-hmm. Questel, okay, but yeah, so she's the original voice from Betty Boop. She voiced it from 1930 to 1939. Uh, then. Uh, she was olive oil for many, many of course. Uh, um, so I just, I don't know. I just love that they were just, that you know, got her in there on that. Well, and also, yeah, it talked about how she, she was black and white. Mm-hmm. Yep. And but she was a cigarette. It. Yeah, she was a cigarette girl. No, yeah, but she, she don't still got it because <laughs> she was a cigarette girl, and she was down on her luck, and he like, and Valiant was like, "What's, why are you doing in here?" And she's like. No work since cartoons came color. Um, <laughs> and, oh, she did not know that in a few years' time, she would be in tons, tons of 
um, airbrushed t-shirts and regrettable tattoos. So, (laughs) but it showed her as like the tragic downfall of a no longer relevant icon. Yeah. I also, yeah. Another, you've got the transition from black and white to color. Also the same thing happened when silenced speakies, talkies Mm -hmm. and all that. Well, and they had, did you see when, um, they were walking through the studio earlier. They had like you know they uh, showed the different cartoon characters. They showed like Clarabelle the cow in all her different iterations throughout the years, like from like her black and white days to her more modern look. And it had in the background it said cattle call. Uh-huh. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not as I know. I noticed. I noticed that. I was like, ah, clever. <laughs> yeah. See, I, this, yeah. this movie is unexpectedly deep. <laughs> it really is. They, yeah, <laughs> they fully fleshed out the universe, which is something mm-hmm. that not a lot of films have been doing yeah. for time. There's to time. really good world building uh, in this. Really, exactly. I, I feel like this movie would have spawned a franchise if it had been rela- released uh, like 15 years later, 15, 20 years later. Yeah, like a sequel would be automatic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and warranted, warranted mm-hmm. too. Uh, well, well a sequel the sequels are automatic they're even talking about baywatch getting a sequel even though apparently it's hot it's hot garbage oh i still want to really watch it <laughs> oh i do too but i've heard it talk I, I get the feeling that uh the rock and efron together are probably fun to watch the chemistry but yeah i'm sure the film itself is shit like, yeah. <laughs> i have no doubt there mm-hmm. um now well speaking of like marketability franchise and all that how about we get on to jessica rabbit, jessica rabbit. Ooh, uncredited uncredited <laughs> yes. that is another reason we need a sequel reboot oh yeah <laughs> yeah and as boy voiced by oh i think we should let the the guest reveal yes, go ahead Colleen. well c- considering i have had an interaction with her Ooh. um yeah uh kathleen turner yeah. Who was considered like the sexiest? So, <laughs> but she has she has such an iconic voice. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, obviously her singing voice was not Kathleen yeah. Turner's voice, but her talking voice is, and she had the uh, body of an Instagram model. Mm-hmm. Um, she had kind of like a um, Veronica Lake meets uh, Anna Nicole Smith type look. <laughs> I, so yeah, I think you basically <laughs> got nailed out there. <laughs> uh, and is uh, shockingly the wife of Roger Rabbit. Yeah, shockingly yeah. when you hear it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, just through, like, interactions with the two of them together or talking to both of them about mm. each other, you really come to realize, oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> they probably do. Yeah, they probably do it like rabbits. Yeah, uh, <laughs> patty cake that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just that wonderful line where it's just, "What do you see him?" Anyway, he makes me laugh. That's it. You just all you can hope for is a rabbit with a sense of humor. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I just tell you, Kathleen Turner is like amazing. Like, I, when okay, I just need to so, tell you. Yeah. What was the interaction? Um. When it was when I was a makeup artist in Chicago at Neiman Marcus on Michigan Avenue, and she was actually coming for an after hours uh, 
dinner benefit for Planned Parenthood on the top floor in a restaurant. And uh, I didn't know that. I think a couple of people who have worked there longer knew of it through the grapevine. But there was a lady who was like, she was pro- like one of my coworkers. She was awesome, but she was probably in about her 60s. And she was standing with me in like the entryway of the department. And we were kind of chatting. It was toward closing time. And she looked up at, uh, and she was like, that looks like Kathleen Turner. And I was like, huh. And then we were like, oh, that is Kathleen Turner. <laughs> and she and then I was just about to, I was going to like, you know, put my, like be respectful, like not make eye contact. And, <laughs> you know, she, this, this woman I worked with, she was awesome. She was like a dame. She didn't care. She was like, I was just saying that looked like Kathleen Turner. And she goes, well, there's a good reason for that. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, that was Kathleen Turner, and she's awesome. Uh, so, so cool. yeah, that was that was like epic Kathleen Turner. So Major yeah, that, that's my that's my <laughs> that's... little interaction. <sighs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I feel like I don't know if there's anyone else that really could have pulled it off quite the same way. Yeah, yeah. like thinking of the time there, like I don't know. Yeah. I, I got nothing there. Like, I mean, there is a, like, I don't know why she hasn't done more voice acting. Because she was so good in this. Well, I know that she was uncredited because she didn't think that it would be a good idea like, in her career to be known as someone that had done voice work. Like a cartoon, yeah. Yeah. And but it was, it was epic. It was it, iconic. It was, but I, and I think that... Yeah, maybe now, or like, yeah, in more recent times, she probably would be, yeah, put my name on that. But uh, yeah. back then, it wasn't seen as something that you do if you are still you know, relevant. Being, <laughs> it was the a Colt 45 commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leave Billy D alone. <laughs> I love Billy D. Okay. I'm a, yeah. And Colt 45. No, just Billy D. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't have anything else I could have done better than her, but yeah. Um, what was that? I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. It's like yeah. that way on yeah, multiple that, yeah. lists for like best, like top 100 film lines of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's one of the again done in an absolutely clean way, mm-hmm. but it is drawing attention to her assets, shall we say? It's like. <laughs> yeah. uh, Assets yeah. and yeah, other yeah. Stuff. I know. I was yeah. like, oh, I was like, oh, why did why did my mom let me watch this? <laughs> yeah, like there was a lot. Yeah, especially like what was it when uh, Valiant's like bending over to pick something up and he like bumps his head on the bottom of her boobs. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, whoa. Like, okay. Well, yeah. And I this mean, is PG. Yeah, PG. But do, still, do we need to mention the VHS release? Oh, the controversy thing? VHS. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. The what is it? Three frames, I believe. Uh, hey, oh, I, I don't know, weirdo. I haven't seen it myself, but I've mm. heard from numerous people. I've like mm. I've seen the trivia on I don't know, Wikipedia or whatever. It's like that the people behind it were just like, "Yeah, fuck it." Just just in the seat when she's driving from the car and she spins around. There's she has her basic instinct moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah uh, not quite as bad as the rescuers, but still. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. 
And uh, I'm not even going to say what the rescuers one is. You, know, no, that no, one? you, you people have the internet. Okay, <laughs> some, some of us still want to like preserve like little nuggets of our childhood. Yeah. 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 Uh, wait, side tangent. Both the rescuers <laughs> and the rescuers down under. Fantastic films. Like, oh my really god, good. they were like some of my favorites. Still are. Love it's been them. So yeah, long every now and again, I still yeah. get the. Um, did you know there was a razor back in my truck? Did you? Did you? There's a razor back in my truck. Just pops in my head. No oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. It's loved it. So Both of them. Yeah. Fantastic. One of my favorite villains, actually, of all time, is that guy. Oh. The the evil crocodile hunter, basically. Well, uh, you mean the redhead. I, um, I mean, in uh, the second one, actually, yeah. Oh, the, the, red, right, the redheaded right. uh, got very Cruella Deville vibes off of her, but uh, yeah, with see. the shotgun, she was like a redneck Cruella with the shotgun, <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of like uh, that draw, uh, draws to mind uh, somebody that we see later on in this movie. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so uh, we we talked about how there's you know, interaction between the. Uh, live action actors, and then you've got the cartoon props, cartoon characters. How about when Valiant goes to Toontown? Does it still hold up? Because I would say yes. That yes. still holds up too. How? Yes. I was so really apparently, um, there's a wall <laughs> in between real, like, human world and Toontown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great wall. The best wall. Yeah, Toons are going to pay well, for it. The irony is the bad guy wants to break down the wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, can we talk about Speedy like, Gonzalez? Yes, Speedy Gonzalez is building that wall, damn it. Yeah. Can, yeah. We, can we talk about? Uh, so let's get to uh, the entrance of the villain who we have spoken of before, uh, Judge Doom, uh, Christopher Lloyd, who looks like something in between, like um, Kevin Costner and the Untouchables, and like the worst Nazi you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And he, he seemed like giant, at least to my child. Eyes. God, yeah. yeah. He seemed um, like he was like eight feet tall. Well, yeah. I mean, Christopher Lloyd is tall. Anyway, he is. But yeah. But, and those glasses, yeah, he, he had on these glasses that were kind of reflective and, but not, they looked like, I think that's why I always thought those smart shade glasses, whatever that, you know, that change in the sun. Yeah, yeah, the that means yeah. I always thought those were creepy because they reminded me of his. Um, <laughs> I still, uh, I don't know if you heard about this. Like, he would, he did so much stuff on set just to uh, like keep in the character going and to really sell it. Like he attempted to blink as little as humanly possible. Yeah, if you know, <laughs> yeah, if you look close there, he does not blink. Yes, nightmare closet. fuel. Yeah. Nightmare uh, fuel. Yeah, I just, re- I think I'm just realizing he was my Slenderman. <laughs> like, like, yeah, he was the inspiration for Slenderman, probably. Like, okay, I'm sorry, you want to talk about what age as well. This villain is still scary as shit. And so, basically, he's like the Gestapo. For some reason, they have a Gestapo in in L.A., <laughs> against yeah. tunes. I, like much. that's never explained why they feel the need to have like a hit squad against I, tunes. I think the general idea is kind again, kind of like when it came to the history of black people, there was no law against like people dealing with cartoons. Like that right. it wasn't illegal. And so this guy just went around doing stuff to cartoons and 
obviously the dip. Oh, like okay, so the dip. Is when like I dip, you dip. We dip. Yeah. <laughs> that would have ended the film right there. Yeah, uh, when so they have it's like a turpentine acetone something. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. mixture, and it's, it's the sugar, only sure. thing that destroys animation. Yeah, what, like the two. animation cells. Yeah. Yeah. So. My God, I will say, my God, this was even worse watching it now than it was when I was a kid. Like, okay, they have this adorable little squeaky um, shoe. shoe. That innocent little squeaky shoe. So cute. (laughs) Even worse than the fate of Auntie and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, this thing. Just. Yeah. It, I mean, it's like the most, like, seriously, the most adorable. Like, you want a stuffed animal of this cartoon. It's so adorable. And. He takes it. It's like just squeaking, squeaky. It's like a squeaks and like a dog. Shaking consistently. Yes, <laughs> yes. And he's like he puts his glove on, which like you don't question anything because you think, oh, it's acid. Of course, you're gonna put a glove on. Yeah. And he dips it in the dip and basically executes it for no yeah. reason. Yeah, for I wrote no that shoe murder. Yeah. For no reason. And uh, sorry, spoilers here, but you hear it dying. You hear it dying. Oh Oh. my god. Oh yeah, I definitely had shades of uh, ten Cloverfield. Oh no, no. So this turns into no. This turns into like a Toon Holocaust film. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of Toon murder. I say it's it's kind of the end of uh, the Boy in Striped Pajamas type thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you know that? Do you know that at uh, the middle school I taught at, they showed that to sixth graders. Ooh. (laughs) I mean, I I kind of get it. My objections, but. I mean, maybe another year or two for that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh no! The Holocaust Center. The education director for the Holocaust Center. Like, uh, my mom had an email, like, relationship with that person, and they said, um, seventh grade at the absolute earliest (laughs) to even teach about the Holocaust, let alone that movie. I was going to say, yeah, you know, surely Schindler's List, then, boy. (laughs) Right. Work them up, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Because I, like, I actually went out of my way to find a documentary that was actually free, and it didn't, I mean, it, it... she spoke about how bad it was, but and as much as a horrible, horrible suffering Holocaust story can have a hop, happy ending, this one had a happy ending. So right. I was like, so, "Why don't we show them this? It might be a lot better." <laughs> yeah, you know, at least it, it has the kids going home, not wanting to kill themselves. Like you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or going, well, like, or you're almost desensitized at, when you're that young. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, this was traumatic. Like seeing basically a chew toy being murdered. Yeah, yeah. What? It was like a little puppy, like just a innocent little thing. Yeah. Yep. And bloop, dead. Just, just like yep, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure so, that's had some see, effect on Bob my personality. Wouldn't <laughs> have seen that when I was like eight. Yeah. Yeah. So then Bob Hoskins basically puts Roger Rabbit into Anne Frank mode, trying to hide him. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know if either of you have a note or something about this, but uh, given probably now what we and we've already said spoilers and all that, um, what we know about Judge Doom, how is he not affected by shaving a haircut? Is it because he's doing it? 
Yeah, maybe. or is it? But but it must be a certain class of tune well, because I, he, the, he the weasels no the weasels aren't do it. The weasel. Oh yeah, his goon squad. By the way, is a bunch of weasels, literally. Because yeah, why not? Yeah, and they're originally supposed to be seven to mirror the yeah. the dwarves. I, I, yeah. I'm sure they, they, they probably had to be mm-hmm. talked off of that by Disney. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just a real quick um, a few to the 1989 NES game. Those weasels were bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, any NES adaptation, almost any NES adaptation of uh, movies in the late 80s, early 90s was bullshit. Oh, it's so... That game is so frustratingly difficult. It's not like Lion King levels difficult, but it's up there. It's, oh my god. Yeah. I, I, I looked it up. I'm sorry, the best NES game from that era was DuckTales. Yes. Uh, or uh, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Mm-hmm. Can't say I played that. that. That one I could do a speed run and beat that in under about half an hour. <laughs> Not to brag, but <laughs> sorry, ladies. Half an hour. <laughs> He's basically doing the JD from Scrubs. Right mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I didn't even know that there was a video game of this thing. There were three video games that came out of this, all of them on different platforms and all of them different. Like, there was no one game. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. You got to drive around in Benny in the NES. So that was fun. Oh, yeah. But then you'd have, like, you'd get chased and then you'd get caught immediately. Did, did oh, yeah, there? I forgot. Yeah, we've got Benny, the, the uh, animated cat who talks back to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd be a lot on board with uh, self driving cars if they would talk to you like Benny. Absolutely, yeah. I'd take uh, Benny over um, a Lyft driver. Well, I, I would take Benny over any of the Cars movies. Oh, yeah. Especially this, yeah, Cars but, 3 coming. Uh, well, I know you can get, you know, GPS voices. Uh, you can, like, people have recorded stuff like that. Uh, and I really want to download, not that I need to use it, but I really want to, you can get a Daria uh, GPS. Uh, <laughs> I would love that. That would be amazing. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, I want it. Uh, I want that. For a second, I was a little worried you were going to say, really? As in, that exists? Really? really? <laughs> but no, okay. That's a thing. Sorry to disappoint you there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I am. Um... Yeah, I... Uh, but, okay, where are we at now? I don't know. Uh, um... kind of all place, <laughs> but, uh, did you yeah. want to say something about, like, when... They were in Toontown. It seemed like you had something. I did, but who the hell knows what the hell that was. (laughs) It's been so long ago. Oh, you know what? No, the thing is, the entrance to Toontown was like an acid trip. Like, it didn't reflect the true nature of the tunes. Mm. It seemed like happy, 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 joy, joy. That was one section of Toontown. Mm. It definitely felt like the south section of Toontown. No, was that the gated community of Toontown? (laughs) Yes. Yes, and and we also saw the the ghetto community as well. uh, When he went chasing (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can we talk about the traumatic sexual harassment in that area of town? (laughs) Oh, please go right ahead. Okay, so uh, there is he. What for? He goes into a an apartment building. Like, is he chasing Roger? 
he's trying to find, he's either trying to he's trying to find Jessica. Oh, that's right. He's following someone that looks like Jessica. Jessica. Oh, um, that was um, after um, R.K. Maroon is shot. Yes. And his like they, they oh uh, and they uncover he gives him a piece of paper that has something written on it. Well, uh, Roger Roger writes a love letter to Oh, dear Jessica, like, how do I love thee? Yeah, <laughs> let me count the ways. Yeah, and he's like, is this a joke? And then, I'm sorry, this shot was so creepy and so well done. There is like a long scope like rifle that peeks in through the blinds to shoot R.K. Maroon. That yeah. was creepy as hell me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Once again, kids movie. <laughs> yeah, and also... Apparently. No, see, this is the thing. Who is this movie for? I know. And, and, straight up murder. Not even toon murder. Murder, murder. And later in the film, when you see, like, you see the weasels holding guns, and they are, well, the end of the guns are identical to the barrel that sticks through the window. But you're not paying attention to that. You're paying attention right. to the weasels. So like, it's really, like, really well done. That if you actually are paying attention to everything, you can figure it out. Like, it's well a really good. Get to it. What we're saying is, guys, it's a really good adult rewatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a surprisingly good noir film. Yeah, I didn't it, even I mean, think about that when I started rewatching it. it was like, this is a noir. it holds up in that genre as well. No, it's it was kind of like the Cornetto um, trilogy, like how those movies were great comedic ventures, but also they succeeded in the genre they were kind of parodying. Yeah, definitely. That is an excellent point. Yeah. yeah. So Eddie's looking for Jessica. He gets into an apartment building that he saw Jessica enter, and he opens a door. And, and it is Lena. Okay, her name's Lena Hyena, and she's got like apparent, obviously, like she turns like from behind. She looks awesome, but she turns around and she's like this demented looking, like something from the hills have eyes. She's like. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, and I, she's I, like sex crazed and like chasing after him, and so she's trying to basically rape him. Yep, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> but it's hilarious. But it's so hilarious. Prom- it, it, yeah, guys, it's, it's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, and then like, even though even though Valiant should know better, it also then leads up to his interaction with Bugs and Mickey asking for a spare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it it definitely just one of those things where you again I think that like when he's falling through the air that is the worst of all of the imposing cameos the animation. I mean, uh, yeah, well, yeah, the cameos the, as well. It's the cameos the, were that was a that was a shoehorned cheap cameo. Like you, that was one where like both of the studio executives like. Yeah, like you nego- she there. negotiated to death over what they would accept in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they had to get Mickey and Bugs on screen like by themselves. Mm-hmm. There was no other point in the film where that's the case because they're they're there in the group shot at the end, but they're mm-hmm. not anywhere else. So they very much were like, "Where the hell are we going to put these guys?" I yeah. know. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, and when has that? When has Mickey ever done that in a cartoon? Like Bugs did all that a lot, but Mickey never. Like they were trying to make Mickey like Bugs, and well, I, I, God, I'm a dork. I mean, to to be <laughs> like, to I be fair, yeah. Mickey isn't the one that 
handed over. I think Mickey knows what Bugs is going to do, mm-hmm. but he's not complacent in it. Like he even, I think he does say like, you know, that was mean or something, whatever it is. That I'm not even going to bother with the voice. I yeah. can't do it. <laughs> oh, come on. Like that, but, it was, but it was, it was just like, that was such a throwaway cameo for both those characters. It was like, it would have been fine just to not have them in there. Yeah, it was definitely just, here we go. Just, yeah. yeah. And then uh, like after that, yeah. brilliant using tune logic. Like, in a quick pin, turning the middle of the road line into a brick wall <laughs> yes. to get away. Yes. Okay. Using a little Roadrunner um, throwback. Yeah. All right. I, I don't, don't want to say Yeah, I don't know really where else to go. Other than... I, well, I... Uh, we got to go to the most terrifying part of the movie. Oh, yeah. So they get captured eventually. Like, uh, Jessica and Eddie get captured. Uh, no, Jessica and Roger get captured. Are, Oh, but I thought. Eddie oh, that's right. Rescue. Oh, and Eddie. Yeah, they're on the, uh, yeah, the. Yeah. Tied up and, yeah. And then Eddie comes in, and. Uh, so, apparently, the rat, the weasels made some um, comment before about not laughing too much because you could die laughing. Yeah, it, it's, it's Doom that says it because uh, I think he says it in the bar at one point because he just. Tells them to stop laughing, and then well, and one the, of the weasels said it to the other one. Well, no, and, and he says it again in the factory, like because he yeah. he just yells at them like you you idiots, you'll die laughing one of these days. So yeah, so basically <laughs> they're in the Acme joke factory, um, <laughs> which Doom fantastic. yeah Doom yeah, yeah. oh I know I loved it, and um, Doom has uh, Jessica and Roger tied up like to a chain hook, ready to go in the dip. Mm-hmm. And or be sprayed with dip. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't think basically it's just be slaughtered. Yeah. Uh, so then Valiant comes in and figures out he can use the props to do some weird like vaudeville-ish tune um, <laughs> to make the weasels laugh until they all die laughing, and then we get the typical cartoon thing where like they die. They either do something to each other or they actually die laughing and you see the little cartoon angels like flying up. Yeah, so the question is, are they actually dead or are they now just cartoon ghosts? Well, <laughs> dead. great question. One of them actually does something to make the machine come closer. Yeah, the, the last one flicks a switch, which basically turns the parking brake off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then the steamroller comes, and it comes toward Judge Doom, mm-hmm. and yeah. it starts rolling him over, which I don't... Un- oh, he gets his feet stuck in, like, tar yeah. or something. Yeah, a a well, barrel. His hand the- and his feet as he's trying to get to Oh, Valiant. like, he's holding crazy up, like, glue or tar or yeah. yeah. So, yeah, his heel's, like, stuck in that, yeah. Yeah. And then, so, it's, like, rolling over him, and he's screaming, going, ah, ah, so you're basically seeing somebody... Being steamrolled in slow motion. Hey, kids movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nightmare fuel for yeah, sure. So, and, and, and they're like, okay. I, yeah. Okay. I think it's going to be okay. Oh, wait. You see uh, Judge Doom get up like a life-size nightmare shrinky dink. Um, <laughs> for sure. Like a flat and like flattened like walking around. And it's ser- it is Slenderman. It is. It, is. it looks yeah. like Slenderman. 
it's, it's sheer terrifying. craziness. Yeah. It's terrifying. And he goes over to like an air pump, a tire pump, and like inflates himself again. And you see two eyeballs pop out on the ground. <laughs> then he turns around and he's got the most terrifying fucking animation <laughs> eyes I've ever seen in my entire life. Coming out, human, yeah, no, human Christopher Lloyd has the most terrifying eyeballs I've ever seen. <laughs> and he's like, remember me, Eddie? When I killed your brother? Yeah. I thought just like this! <laughs> yeah, the shriek. So it, oh, yeah, no. so it turns out Judge Doom is a tune, a, a psychotic tune, who killed Valiant's brother. So. Yeah. And... <laughs> So yay, feel this is a fun. <laughs> and this is that was a, I mean this is the part that like that whole sequence like from after the steamroller to I killed your brother I look just like this, and then they fight each other like the demented tune like it is still Christopher Lloyd and his like just with like CGI'd like crazy tune eyes and yeah. he's like and they're fighting each other with these cartoon weapons and they, yeah his eyes come out like daggers looking at oh my god which it's is a great like bit his, of wordplay actually his, visual his, wordplay. his eye yeah his eyes like are literally his strongest weapon <laughs> utterly true yeah it's probably the reason why it's been so many years since i've waited to rewatch it i'm like it, it, part it, of me is like i'm not looking forward to this scene yeah. yeah if you like horror movies you'll love the sequence um <laughs> Amen. And Amen. how does he end up like? And eventually, Eddie ends up like. Uh, well, what happens getting... is that Eddie's stuck. Um, like he's he's stuck by a magnet to a barrel, and Doom sends a steamroller towards him. But what he does is he grabs the hammer from the beginning of the film, which has. Uh, Oh, the uh, uh, fist the on the, boxing, yeah, glove. On the, the yeah. boxing glove in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he uses that to turn the valve to spray Doom with the dip. Well, basically to empty the dip. Which, yeah. even though, obviously, dip kills cartoons and you don't need much of it, I don't think that was enough dip to like demolish Toontown. I, we never see the full scope. And I also have a little bit of issue with the dip cleanup. Like... Right? Very yeah. hastily done. <laughs> By Rod. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, and, yeah, my, my question behind that was just, like, why were there fire hydrants inside a factory? <laughs> it's it's not Acme, you know. I know. It, it makes no sense at all. Yeah. Basically, like, yay, everybody. And then we find out that, like, after, like, so Judge Doom melts like the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I was waiting for and I'm melting, but it's not in there. I would, but, I but he, very he, hard. Like, the way he melts is like not like a tune. It's almost like he was a tune human hybrid. And it shows that he was wearing a mask. Shell. He was. So why didn't he take the mask off <laughs> after he was flattened? Well, it, like, it's because like, he was. Uh, the way I saw it, it was basically as if he was in a human zip-up suit type thing. So I don't know if it was... Oh, like Ben in Black? Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think he could have easily taken... I mean, yeah. again, I, this we're just kind of... No, I could have sworn, doesn't he say I'm melting? I don't, no, that's the thing. I think I, we s- think I wrote it down. It. Like, did I yeah, not... He, he, 
I don't know. He just, I need to rewatch that scene because he just, he seems to be screaming and gurgling a lot. He basically is just like screaming, gurgling, just wah, 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 wah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I wrote it in quotes. It's pretty so correct. I'm like, okay, I, I'm happy. I mean, if I'm wrong, say, who cares? But I'm wrong. But I could have sworn he said I, I know. No, that's I, the know, thing. No, I, I thought he did as well. And then when I, when I rewatched it, I was like, I rewound it. I had headphones. I was yeah. like, I was straining as hard as I could, and I mm. just couldn't hear it. Paul and I might have to pull that up in a second. Maybe he initially did, and the Warner Brothers was like, "No." (laughs) (laughs) Or he could have. He could have said, "Great Scott." (laughs) If you listen closely, Great Scott. I feel like. (laughs) But but if we never know what he actually looked like as a tune, I mean, he could end up resurging, like in the. In the reboot sequel, I know they yeah. even they even have uh, it's like Mickey and someone else. I don't think it bugs that it's answers, but they hear you saying like, "Does anyone know what he looked like?" Yeah, like, nope. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah so was, get... I'm sorry, but that Mickey voice in was the worst. You know, they got their like four string Mickey person to come yeah, in. Yeah, it was definitely the understudy of the understudy of the understudy. Yeah. 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 It was the dinner theater version of Mickey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty and, much what I just did, it, but slightly better. And it wasn't uh, it wasn't yet the Billy West bugs, so it was yeah. one of the original guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we have all the tunes coming around at the end, which I know there's uh, people point out, or did you notice, a lot of those characters are after 1947, yeah, but it, it, it's, it was yeah, just like I don't know who cares about that. <laughs> oh, and can we point out what uh, Judge Doom's uh, big evil plan was? It was to build highways, <laughs> infrastructure. <laughs> yes, was his evil infrastructure. Plan. Infrastructure was his motive. Yeah, wasn't it like, like a six-lane highway or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is the most boring of motivations, but but oh. they make it so interesting. Yeah, yeah, and, and also, and again, it's something that is built in. Like you know, he buys out a cable car company. Well, which is a real thing that happened to yeah. public transit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it, it, uh, privatizing yeah. Uh, infrastructure. Yeah, and then. See, folks, uh, it's a fun adult watch. <laughs> and and then, of course, the um, like the most dubious of MacGuffins, actually, in the film, because uh, Eddie is sprayed with the invisible ink on his shirt, and then it goes away, and then it comes back just at the end here, which means oh, that yeah. Acme must have written his will about... Like two minutes after that happened, <laughs> while Jessica was on stage, he was frantically writing that will <laughs> for it to come back at that point in time. Rewriting, <laughs> rewriting his will is his idea of foreplay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. First, he first he gets the uh, penmanship down, and then patty cake. Right? Yeah, it's yep. patty cake time. Yep. Oh, but I have a headache. So basically, uh, like he gets the will out, and like he's like, "Hey, Roger, read this," and he's like, "Dear Jessica, how do I love you?" Um, yeah. And it, then uh, he starts, uh, and then it transitions into uh, his uh, the will that grants uh, Toontown to the Tombs. 
Yep. So yeah, it's clearly not like you know signed by a judge or anything. <laughs> like, it is just a piece of paper with words written on it, and that's it. Oh, are we gonna see a Are we gonna see a Law and Order episode ripped from the headlines? Toontown. <laughs> dun, dun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Judge Storm. I'll see you. It, judge Doom just tweeted. I'll see you in court. <laughs> yes. <laughs> While in court, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're up. They're up for forgery and uh, malicious tune slaughter. Mm-hmm. And sh- yes, shoe murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, um, and yeah, also, Sean Spicer should be charged okay. for shoe murder. But... <laughs> well, oh God! But which one? <laughs> yes, or... yeah. double. I think that's a double homicide because yeah. there's two. Uh, Brother shoes that yeah, yeah. <laughs> are not invited to the party. Yeah. No, no, uh, Spicer will just be like, he killed his brother. <laughs> he killed my shoe's brother. <laughs> oh my lord! Okay, uh, Mr. McCarthy is the judge. <laughs> uh, well, I think are we tuned out? I don't. Know. I, I, uh, <laughs> I think our uh, audience might be tuned out. Uh, I'm letting that one go. Oh, uh, t- tuned out, huh? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well. All right. Well, that is well, who framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. You guys, thank you, you guys, Kelly, uh, for the. Oh awesome. no! Thank you guys yeah. for inviting me to talk about this and <laughs> uh, remind me that how much I adore this movie and how much it holds up, and that I am grateful that my mother let me watch this when I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> yes. Shout outs to. <laughs> Our mom's there for letting us watch this. Yeah. Um, one of and, the few videos I had. Yeah. And yeah, such, such a shame about uh, Hoskins. <laughs> oh, I know. And, yeah. 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 So I yeah, that's another yeah. require. That's another requirement for the reboot. They need to honor his legacy properly. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, somehow, maybe. What if uh, they had Smee from Peter Pan? come in like and be a client or something like some sort yeah. of connection mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> absolutely well <laughs> that's all folks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, which i did i did no you know ask. what you know what sean spicer is porky pig oh yes yes he is yeah i i did perfect i did, I did deep, deep, to... deep, deep. uh it was a big crowd folks <laughs> <laughs> I did want to ask. Next I question. I don't know if anybody knows, but like the date that this film was set in, had Porky Pig said that's all, folks, before that, like in our timeline, had he yeah. ever said that before that, or or was it like uh, you know, we got to get the back of the future talk? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he did that pre-war. Okay, all right, because. So, it's clear in the film he's very much like, hey, I like that. What do we? Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering about that because they're like, oh, they're trying to establish the origin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's a. It's a noir film. We might be looking but... too deep into it. Yeah, yeah I know. Is it like? Is it like a uh, Tunes universe prequel? <laughs> yes. And hell, in that universe, yes, that's where he first. Yeah. Found it. There we go. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. Well. 
I think so, yeah. Hey. And we'll definitely obviously have you back because yes. you're fantastic every time on. Oh, so. thank it. No, I'm sorry. I take so much of your time, guys. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, today maybe the only day for a long time where I actually have the time to be able to sit down. Oh, well, awesome. <laughs> so. Okay, guys, I hate to cut it short, but since it's been so long, I have to pee. Okay, <laughs> well, it's fine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do what thank you gotta you do. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. I had so much fun talking about this. It's a yeah. nice palette, like, it's a nice, like, uh, pet talk before Catwoman. Just you know, I'm probably leaving all this in. So. Okay. <laughs> oh, Thanks. Maybe the cutoff part where she said yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Thank All you. Right. And so, uh, and uh, I officially uh, approve the reboot resequel as long as we get to be consultants on it. Yes. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Right. Bye. Talk to you. Right. And that's going to be it from us as well. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys again next time. Bye.